After Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Thank you for supporting this show. Hello and welcome to After Things. I'm Adrian, joined by Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello! And Mr. Brian Brushwood. Ahoy hoy. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, gentlemen, a couple topics I'd like to talk about. Sure. Um, I, I'm ask, I'll ask you a question about this, Brian, because uh, I've been getting in memory methods, right? been reading a lot of books and memory methods, talking to some of the memory experts on this, been working on apps. We talked about uh, one of the apps before on here for memorizing faces, which I've actually been using that now. I help practice with that, so I've gotten better at doing that and i'm going to probably do a big update to it to make the faces go full screen etc uh, oh, and it, uh, can i uh, just brief interjection uh going to your place for your your big uh, surprise party uh i am so glad that we just happened to be talking about you know getting names associated with faces going into that because all of a sudden i'm like oh i'm in the field i'm doing it this is what 30 people all i need to learn and uh i did a pretty good job and and most of them have stuck so so i'm really glad that we ended up talking about that i you know i've been talking to uh anthony mativier he does a youtube course a really smart guy one of these you know big memory experts probably the most popular guy on youtube talking about this stuff and uh, I was asking about something else, but he mentioned the way that he sees, like he associates stuff. He actually sees stuff above people's heads and whatnot, which made me think about the app. But, um, you know, there's a question of like, should you be using apps at all for memory stuff? Because part of the problem is that phones and stuff may be wiping our memories. That's why we have such bad, you know, long-term memory, et cetera. But I, I'm kind of like, I think for cases, like when I don't get the chance to practice with faces and like you said, like, you don't want to have to practice at the – you don't want the first time you practice in a month to be at the party. You want it to be a couple of weeks before or whatever and just get in that habit. And I found that it's been more helpful for me because now I'm pretty good. Every handyman that comes to our our, our home, I get their name. I remember their name. I'll remember their name throughout their trip here. I will forget it after they leave, which is understanding. The understanding the forgetting curve is important because – you don't beat yourself as up as much because you realize, oh yeah, if I didn't recall it, you know, I didn't need to recall it two hours later. Why would my brain bother remembering it if I need to, etc. cetera? Uh, that being said, I'll have more to talk about my little journey into trying to prove my own memory. But I did notice a couple times, Brian, scam school and scam nation. Some of your content would come up with uh, actual memory stunts. Oh, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, my favorite of them is inducing a false memory based on the work of Elizabeth Loftus. And uh, basically, if you've not seen it, it's in Scam Sasquatch and the Supernatural. And we did a Scam School episode early on. And I think we did one on the Modern Rogue about it. But basically, it turns out that when you are presented with a list of words and there are multiple tests each one with varying levels of uh, of, 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 uh, of uh, consistent results that if you, uh, they're all related words, like I'll spoil it for you. Uh, hot, sweet, sour, candy, nice, sh- soda, sugar, uh, whatever. And then you're asked to provide a list of those. You'll end up injecting the word sweet, even though sweet is not on the list. And, uh, that makes sense because the brain doesn't have time to remember every single thing and it's not worth it to note 
what things are absent and to hold on to that that caloric real real estate in your mind basically uh but uh the even more effective one uh is like nurse sick lawyer and and it keeps on going but the i believe the missing word is doctor or something but your brain auto completes it in there uh which when when i first read this research around 2003 it was truly life-changing because up until that point i believed that while I wouldn't remember everything that happened, surely the things I do remember did happen. And uh, the fact is, the uh, work of Dr. Loftus, they were able to induce false memories in a child who, uh, of st- who subjectively believed the false story more than real stories that happened to him. I, I feel like the more you learn about memory and the more you learn about how Everything we have is sort of a fabrication. We don't have like pixel by pixel recall. We don't record wave files. We don't do this. We have to have some neurons that make an abstraction that maybe fire together and create, you know, that's a presentation, maybe a little bit of checks and balances in there. And I think about like, you know, we talk about AI systems and how you have what we call hallucination, where you can ask an AI system a question and it might make up an answer entirely. And we go, well, that's a hallucination. And I feel like in Walking Dead, like the end of like the first episode where the guy whispers into Rick's ear, like like it says, it's everything's a hallucination. (laughs) And sometimes the hallucination's accurate. Sometimes it's not, but it's not something different happened. It just happened to be the amount of information to reinforce what what was, what we believe or a model believed or whatever. Three friends told me a thing and I will tell you that it's true. It never happened. My friends didn't know. And that's the same thing for AI and the same for us. And that's a lot with memory is that as we saw with the fabricated memories, like, oh, man, it's easy. Like my my earliest memory is sitting in the theater and watching Star Wars for the first time. I remember as a kid, my seat, my feet, all that. I'm pretty sure it's a fabricated memory. I am yeah. pretty sure that that is just me combining experiences. My almost only point in time at which I can establish a thing happening in time because I know when Star Wars came out in 1977 and I know the release date was May 25th. It's my birthday, but I'm pretty sure I didn't see it on my birthday, you know, although that's a nice memory and I like to remember it. So, and you notice people get, man, you, when you challenge some people on that, they, they, they get defensive because there's, there's one record. Everybody prefers to all other records and that's, What's in their own head. And, and, and uh, one of the greatest gifts I gave to my marriage was in 2003, reading this research, I just stopped arguing about things. It's like, uh, it's like well, you said this. It was like, well, I don't remember it that way. Uh, it seems like I would say more like that, but who knows? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like I, I, I just don't push back on, on memory things anymore. Or Wait, I try it, not it, to. And yeah, it's it's a helpful thing to sort of realize that we're all encoding this in our own way and to argue with somebody over that. It's when in the history of humans on Earth, no person's ever won somebody over with that. Uh, and it turns out bringing facts into it makes it worse. <laughs> oh, so the be, be, number of people who were convinced because the other person was right. Zero. <laughs> yeah. So it is it is. Yeah, it's a healthy thing for me. Like I remember as a skeptic working in the skeptic community and dealing with people with crazy beliefs. And I had to say, what was the difference? And people go, Oh, you don't know. I'm like, no, I think there is a difference. I think there is a difference between a really good critical thinker and a non-critical thinker. And that starts with the critical thinker. And this was hard. A lot of skeptics, everyone engaged with this is to go, I can be wrong. 
Yep. I can make mistakes. And that's my test. When I ask someone, they go, nope, I'm 100% sure. The higher the degree of their certainty, the less I believe them. Right. And even, even if we're whoever we is, uh, uh, you know, sometimes you're arguing for sport or, you know, about, uh, you're telling stories and you have a different recollection or whatever. Uh, I've learned to build in the habit of saying not, no, no, no. It was definitely this way. Uh, but instead say, man, I'm like 99% certain it's this, uh, because, uh, for reasons, reasons, reasons. And, but I never cite my memory as, as the authentic ledger. I think that's a really important thing. It's just to, to have to sort of, and it's hard for people. I know for me, it was hard to sort of embrace the humility of saying, you know what? I could be wrong. I, and you're like, well, you know, I'm a good observer. I'm like, and you know, a good observer means you're good at paying attention to a thing, not to everything. And it has been in my experience, man, I just run into like every time, like, nope, I, I would know. And you know, my experience, I'm like, you are just telling me you are really not self-aware. You're really, really not self-aware. Not that, you know, because if you know, otherwise, I ah, perfect recall, perfect this. Great. Are you a trillionaire who has, you know, made every right decision because you have this encyclopedic precise mind? No. So. Well, and and there is, uh, and I'm about to uh, rope you in here, Bryce, but um, like uh, the experience of doing a podcast or a live performance or a Q&A, we've talked about this bizarre amnesia that happens where it's like you are so focused on being in the moment, delivering every line correctly, coming up with a response as the question is being asked. And then you just let it all go like butterflies afterwards. And then down the road, you somebody quotes you and you're like, did I say that? I don't know. Um, uh, uh, Bryce, hmm. you right now on this podcast are performing more of a, a technical job yeah. uh, as you listen to us, you know, uh, gab about in the whole beginning of it. So I would assume that of the three of us, you would have the more accurate memory of these things. I do tend to have i think a, a slightly better memory for the shows than than y'all do um and, and that, that probably in a, I, I, in a short term i think even I, stuff after a no year dispute. I, well, well, and, and on top of that you have caused to touch the content more than once and it's right. repetition that matters like we were talking about faces and names uh, i think i mentioned that i personally do the three seconds, 30 seconds, and three minutes thing. If after that, I tend to remember the name and the face. Mm. But but if you go back and touch any of the content even once to make an editing adjustment or to post it or to write up show notes or whatever, I would imagine that the repetition solidifies everything a lot more precisely. You like like for Great Night, for example, like that does happen because right after the show, I am scrubbing through the file to get it ready for for you know, to be posted and all. So, so I do get a little bit of that, of that hardening. Um, and then, you know, some of it is, is, you know, if, if something was funny and was a meme, then if people are saying it, then, then, then you kind of keep up with it. Um, I don't know. I kind of selfishly remember my, my, my best moments. I, 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 think, not, I think we all not, do. <laughs> yeah. That, we all remember Price's moments. Um, <laughs> I, they're so rare. Uh, no, um, that brings me up to a point that I want to get to. So I've been exploring, um, given the gift that is ChatGPT and GPT-4 and being able to use it to write code and stuff. Like I had a thing last week and I had to go do a demo 
And I was able to make two iOS apps in like 12 hours, which wow. was awesome because I just go, hey, I need to do this. And you have to, I'd have to know about Swift to be able to get it to where I want to go. And I've just been like, I've been making tons of applications now because it's just, I know enough coding to go, oh, do this. And it's great because I'll be like, no, don't. And then I go do some other entire task while I wait for it to sort of process. Um, I, we've talked about this before and we talked about a previous episode about memory and about some people have incredible autobiographical memory. And I know I have horrific autobiographical memory. It's just tell me stories and things that were there, which it's not just that I'm going to use it as a legal defense one day, <laughs> but that might be a part of it too. But people tell me stuff and I go, I believe that you're true that I was there and I did that thing. I have no memory of doing that at all. And I think that as I get older, I appreciate the value of having memory. And I think that improving that would be great. So I've been working on an app and I want to get your ideas to see this. I'm just going to use you guys for free support on this. Sure. And that is <laughs> we pull out an app and I have, Oh, I'm looking for my phone, which is the camera right now. <laughs> um, uh, failed me. Um, the point is you pull out the app, you press one button and it just starts recording. It just starts recording off the bat. And then you just say like today I did this and I went to here and then I blah, 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 blah. Then you click stop. It immediately takes it, it uses the OpenAI API to create a transcription. So it's a really high quality transcription, not the one that's done locally. And then it takes it to chat GPT and it says, hey, this person is writing a diary entry for the day, extract key points, a TLDR oh I will summary. so do this. This this is brilliant. So I, I've been tempted to add features like a conversational thing, but I just think right now I'm just going to do that. And the data that you get out of it is really cool. Just, just, yeah. So anyhow, I, when I get that ready, if you guys want to beta test it, let me know. Uh, yeah. And, and when you do, uh, if, if you're looking for extensions that will plug into systems that are not your own, uh, because I, I could, I could picture myself doing this for three years, keeping everything in an archive and then not knowing where that archive is, but, uh, which is part of the reason we've talked about this before on productivity stuff. Uh, I, I write myself a very short note, like, Hey, here are things you did good today. Tomorrow, I want you to attack these things. You are so, great. Good night. And yeah, yeah. So on that topic, so that is the thing. Is one is, you know, anybody comes out with some app to your pro your personal private memories inside of here. I'm like, eh, and then what happens? It doesn't. So I have some solutions that I want to do. One is, right now, I'm trying to just do everything is stored locally. Right, everything is stored on device. Right. I might use Apple's iCloud Kit, so you as the user could go get it but I can't get it. But you could have, let's say the app ceases to exist or whatever, that data is still there. I thought about an idea of emailing you a daily, whatever you do, every time you do it, you get an email with that summary. So it's always in your inbox. Yeah, which, which is what you're describing is a higher fidelity, easier version of what I have done for a long time. Uh, although... To be honest, I, I don't think of it as a diary, and so as a result, usually I, I it's the first thing I read in the morning is the note I wrote to myself last night, and I pay attention to, I, I take pride in the things I was proud of by the time I went to bed, and then I look at my marching orders from myself. It's, I mean, it's it, this is dumb as hell, but it's basically like the uh, Night Jerry, uh, the pen pal from that one episode of Rick and Morty, uh, and that's... A, uh, but I do it, and and it helps. You know, it's you writing it. Yeah, I, I do. But but also, I know that me about to fall asleep 
is just flat out in a different state than me waking up looking at what appears to be a wide open day that I could do whatever I want. And so by reading the regrets of me last night, the of things I wish I had finished up, but I didn't, and things I'm excited to get done, I'm like, that's right. It, 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 again, it's repetition. It, it just brings it to the front of your memory. Yeah. Like for now, I look at this thing as being doing several. One is just literally to create an archive of what you did and whatnot that you can go and look. But also, I rewatched the movie Fight Club. I'm like, oh, yeah, I would love to pull this thing out, press a button, and talk about my thoughts on Fight Club. So later on, I could go, hey, uh, read me what I thought about Fight Club. Yes, yes. On the first viewing, second viewing, third viewing. and Yeah, uh, or, it, yeah. yeah. So, they, and then you could do, let me tell you what you could do with this once you have this sort of data. Uh, one thing is, you know, Apple's coming out with a thing that will read in your own voice. They're going to advise you that, which I thought would be really cool because I'm not going to bother saving the audio files. I'll just let you play it and in a better version of your voice could read it back to you. Uh, you could do random stuff like, yeah, let's tell me, tell me like random things, memories, whatever. Like you could have it resurface stuff. It's not photo based. I know Apple's doing anything journal, which sounds cool, but I want to make it really text based in the idea that you have to put text in there. But you could also, you could on one end, if take it, take all this data at one point, just train an AI model on it. It just create a virtual Brian. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, well, you would have, you would, you would have, uh, an overview, you would have the rough, the broad strokes, but you, it would be of of decisions and high level things. It, w- it wouldn't necessarily be voice. It wouldn't necessarily be r- responses, dialogue necessarily. Um, well, I, I would say like people write different than how they speak. To to well, to that point, uh, there's a, and and I'll use myself as an example. I have a fairly rich fifteen year data set to pull from both of writing and of speaking extemporaneously on a mic and speaking in a semi-scripted way. And I mean, if we, uh, I, I, okay, I, we, yeah, you got, yeah. 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 At, at which point I, I, when I surprise you, I usually surprise you Bryce in a very Brian Brushwood way of surprising you. <laughs> I don't surprise you in a, uh, a, a a Donald Trump way or something. It, it, uh, uh, we oh, okay. all, yeah. you know, we, we kind of exist as systems that eh, there's some noise and sometimes you get out of your comfort zone and do something crazy. But mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna suddenly bust out an opera at uh, karaoke. You, you know, I'm going to do a tenacious D song I, or a, a, a Mr. Roboto or something. I, uh, Bryce, this is, this is not a person. It's not an AI person, yeah. but it is the idea of, you know, me say, Hey, uh, I'm going to go to bed tonight. You know, tell me about my high school friend, Jeff, you know, remind me about Jeff. Or or, or even on a meta level, you could say, who have I not talked or thought about recently? Remind me. But even even just, you could get a story. Well, yeah, in high school, we went off to lunch and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a cool memory. The idea is to reinforce that that the memories, the idea is people who have really good autobiographical memory, one of the things they find out is they write that stuff down. They keep diaries. And so we talk about like, that's the first point at which you get it in there. Then they go back and read their own diaries. Hmm. And I'm not saying this is to make you a narcissist, but man, probably a lot. I could learn a lot by looking at my mistakes. Yeah. There's a lot of problems that I know I've already solved in past me form 
that I just can't be bothered as present me to go back in those archives. And if I had an assistant to say, hey, uh, and again, in a big meta way where it's like, you know, let's say, let's say there's a relationship difficulty I'm having with my wife. If I had a data set of 15 years of, uh, you know, journal entries, I was like, is there a time that me and Bonnie have argued about this? How did that go last time? And then it could summarize it and then and then you can win the in, marriage oh no well i mean i, I, I mean <laughs> or at least know what doesn't work <laughs> or what goes poorly huh. so i don't repeat those mistakes well there's i look at like for for me when i run a write a when i want to write a book right mm. and i've got to keep track of notes and i have a lot of notes spread all over now what i do is i'll go grab all my notes and i'll have an ai system summarize them for me so i'm like oh yeah this is what i was writing because it's a really great way to gather all that. And I look at like, oh, man, if I have an app, right? oh, there's an idea for a book, there's an idea for a book. And it's like, oh, well, tell me some of my best ideas for this or tell me on the topic of this. And so that's combining a thing we call, you know, uh, basically uh, embedding search with an AI system. But, man, I just think the personal frontier of, of information recovery is in recall could just provide so many benefits. Because I'm also like, I really think that improving our minds and our mental ability to recall things is going to be an important, more important skill. We just watched the Apple vision system demo and like, it's awesome, but also terrifying. I, so, I do think uh, one, at least just a, a broad response to where we're coming at this from is I, I think, I think we've got, we've got the data and we've got the means, but we still, I think have to find the, the exact problem or the exact uh, uh, mode of that, right? Like, um, okay, let's say this is an app, right? Uh, well, okay, here, this is a real world example of me. Uh, I downloaded an app a few weeks ago. It's a workout something app. You, every day you're supposed to go to it and it tells you, you should work out or you should not work out. You should work out this strenuously or not. Um, and I never open it. And the only reason I know I have it is because it pops up once I work out. Uh, and if I even decide, like, so I'm, I'm very, like, loosely attached to it. I'm not even all the way bought in yet. But, but uh, that's an app where you're supposed to kind of get ahead of yourself. But I, that's just an impediment to actually me getting it done is opening up this other app versus to, uh, I'm on my watch. I hit the thing. I'm going and I'm going. Um and so, and so maybe that's, maybe it doesn't, maybe what it looks like is not remind me about my friend or, you know, to remind me about someone I haven't talked to in a while. It will probably be some other interaction of communication, either some proactive thing of kind of like how the photos app on iPhone is, right? Hey, remember you took that trip? Oh, hey, look at these great photos. Um, remember how it felt when you did this epic workout? Right, because do you do? You, I mean, do we go to the memory tab in the photo app? Any of the three of us? Oh no, I just wait for it to show up with cool things, I and I'm like, "Hey, look at you! That's great!" And so I think that's, and maybe that's partly what the Apple journaling thing that they talked about somewhat is like: meet them where they're at, catch what they're already doing, because it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for people to do what say something like you're doing, Brian, which is every day writing writing things down. You need something where where you're catching what people are doing. Um, and then, then you're catching what people don't even know. You know, it, it, did, did you know you, did you know you walked a million miles today? No, I didn't know I walked a million miles today. Did you know your heart rate 
sp- spiked really crazy at this time. Oh, like uh, that's that, that's the next thing is to, to, to be honest. Uh, what you're describing is uh, very close to a 1980s Saturday Night Live sketch where somebody dies and he meets his personal angel who has seen everything that this person has ever done. And he was like, uh, and he asked me anything. And he says, uh, what's the greatest mistake I ever made? And the angel was like, oh, no, no, I can't. You can't handle it. He's like, all right, what's uh, uh, the 1,000th worst mistake I ever made? And it's like, well, you remember that day when you were walking down this beach? I was like, yeah. And, and, and then he says, yeah, you stepped on a spot that if you just dug two feet down, you would have found a billion dollars of treasure. Uh, you know? And so, like, that's, that's kind of what... It, it, it reminds me of yeah which and, to be honest i'd be there for and, and, and you know you never know you, you it's it, i don't know we, we are very difficult to understand and see our own trends and patterns and so i think there will be an element of like yeah man, manually enter your stuff but the 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 mind-blowing things are the things that already catch catch you once while you're doing what you're doing now i read in post about a reporter who was talking about their hesitations with Apple's new journal app, which is to, it's more of a mindfulness journal, a lot of photos and stuff like that. And this is, I look at this as more of a, a pull than a push thing, but uh, they, she talked about her problem with the existing ones. And this is really not funny, but I'm laughing. Uh, she took some photos at her mom's funeral. Oh yes. And then Apple, the, I, the apps, the current app made a memory of this showing roll uh, with cheery music and then it pops up in like you know her feed like her widgets it shows their mom's coffin yeah well and like hey uh your mom did die Happy thanks memory. bryce thanks for reminding me <laughs> you know how i know that because i can't call her oh my gosh phone also an app still on your with phone. us yeah, yeah you know i i did read that and and i think that's a problem with all of these like proactive that's a very big problem with the thing i just described is well how is it going to know know, the difference between a funeral and a church and well, it can now like the ai's gotten better they're used the, the the problem apple has apple's trying to do everything on device which is great until you want to do something smart it's why it's why like I don't know. Like I tend not to ask questions of any of my devices anymore. One, because I was never happy with it anyways. But then you can now the AI exists to oh, this is a funeral. I probably shouldn't show this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and but it it is a it is a serious thing because even if what you're going to do is say, Hey, I'm uh, I'm the AI, this is a funeral. Maybe we should resurface this. There is probably a way to to ease into that. There's probably a way to get someone started in the remembrance experience workflow there's some way to get people into that headspace where they don't have to hit a button to hit start but they can be confronted with something maybe a little more difficult uh proactively that's uh, it's it's a symptom of a really interesting problem um and i'm sorry about her mom i'm sorry (laughs) it's not her mom yeah i mean it's bad for her or whoever you know what no, oh, I'm not going to say whoever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop making jokes now. Um, yeah, journaling. Do you, do you, yeah. Brian, have you considered a journaling app, considering the way that you are pretty every day? No. Uh, in fact... Uh, there are apps that what, will what, do whatever, data. Whatever journaling I am accidentally doing um, is I'm tricking myself because I 
always write the email as, you know, okay, what, what are all the things I wish I had gotten done today? That'll be my to-dos that I see first thing tomorrow. Along with that, let me, you know, remind myself that I, that these things went right. So, so I don't journal for, uh, in any way for the sake of, of actually, you know, uh, keeping my memories because it, part of it is because so much of what I do is recorded on camera. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, yeah, if, if I ever want to know how I was, I, I can always look, uh, but I, I don't know. Hmm. It, it's an interesting space and it, it it's certainly interesting. The, well, this is more businessy, but the, the idea of like, okay, Apple's starting a journaling app. What happens to all of the other huge journaling apps that have built up, you know, people having archives of things, people having subscriptions to things, who knows? But that's a broader Apple integration thing. Well, yeah, I think that comes into, I think, a lot of it, a lot of the journaling thing, as we just talked about before, the value kind of came as you do it. It's not so much the recall later, but I do think there a lot of cool things that can come from having the ability to later on go back and take that data, do something interesting, interrogate yourself, ask yourself questions, like, you know, particularly input it, like getting really good keyword taggings and doing embeddings and stuff. Like, I don't know. I think, I think that now that we have this era of AI that can process large amounts of data, there's a lot of potential value to be resurfaced from this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, we all want to take photos. We all want to do things. It doesn't hurt to look back. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. At the, hey, that's Maybe. A good thing. Yeah, but I like it when it sneak attacks. Ha ha, remember us? <laughs> Funeral. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Okay. Oh, okay. So I, I didn't write the article. I just read yeah. it. Uh, all right, gentlemen, picks. Uh... Oh, I got a pick. Yeah, what, what do you got? Uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this chat GPT thing. They got a mobile app now. Dude. Mm. Uh, it's it's I, pretty cool. I I keep ending up... My my thing is, like, it, chat GPT is very cool, and I, 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 I want more reasons to use it. My only bummer is, like, oh, it's right here. What would you use it for? What are you going to use it for? That's my only thing, because it, it, it honestly is, like, really... Uh, a, a really fascinating tool, and it's and it's powering a lot of other really interesting things. Uh, 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 you have the web browser plugin on there, right? I I don't think I do yet. Um, I'm not a, a oh, subscriber uh, at the moment. I, but I, I I I will speaking only for myself. Um, it's a completely different app when you have the web browser plugin because then you stop just asking questions and then wondering whether or not it's hallucinating. Instead, you just say go find out blank and you get to watch it go find out blank yeah um are you using the ios app uh yes uh it's cool it's good it's like it it works it works really nice like uh it feels like an an app andrew would be proud to be a part of i am i but yeah to bryce to your point like there's a lot of people who they open it up they use it one or two times they go okay that's it and they put it away and never come back and I, and, and for some people, it's like, it's never going to be a fit. I think for a lot of people, it's once you, there is this sort of valley of chat GPT and some people, are like, oh, I played with it, whatever. And other people are like, oh yeah, every hour of the day I'm doing something with it. Mm. And it kind of comes into how you think about it, how you use it. And so, I mean, I use it for a lot of coding. 
I do a lot of summarizing stuff now. If like there's like a 20 minute YouTube video and I want to know one thing, I'll use one of the plugins and say, hey, uh, did they talk about this here? <laughs> you know, like, okay, cool. Oh. Got it. Um, I use it for, you know, summarizing stuff, ideas, things like that. I just use it any type, anytime I'd love to have either an assistant or a person I could talk to. This is there. Well, uh, uh, before I even got out of bed this morning, uh, I woke up and um, I, I had itchiness behind my knees um, and uh, uh, like athlete, my but... waistband uh, of my underwear I scratched on my back. Mm. And the first thing I typed was, uh, I just, I just, I, I opened up chat GPT and I said, where do bed bugs usually bite? And then it described in detail. Usually it's on the feet and they look like this. I'm like, well, that's not what it is. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know when. And I was like, and then I asked, where do chiggers bite? And it says, usually they get on your body and then at night they'll come up and they'll bite you behind your knees and, and along your waistband of your underwear. And mm -hmm. I was like, like, boom. And then I didn't worry about it for the rest of the day I, I, until just now. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm terrified. No, uh, but, but, but it, I got to wash. But, but I got to wash Marty. It, it, it goes a step farther and says, by the way, uh, triggers are not capable of transmitting any kind of disease the way ticks are and, and all that extra stuff. Like, huh. yes, I could have done a number of Google searches on my own and read an article or whatever and synthesize things. But, but in that moment, all I wanted to know is, was this bed bugs or chiggers? And the answer was chiggers. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. It, yeah, it's a, a thing where you know, obviously we don't want to replace re me medical help and also want people to very aware of these things, hallucinate, whatnot. But man, do I get a lot of stories from people about, I had a question, nobody had an answer to me, and then I did this, and then it was useful. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, that's, uh, you know, seems to be a lot of that going around. And yeah. in, in the web browser plugin, it's so cool because it gives footnotes that you can click and see the original article where it got the information. Oh, nice. And you can know whether or not you, you trust that article or not. Yeah. I, I was using the Bing uh, mobile app for a while because they had they had ChatGPT built in and they had the creative mode. But it, it would also do the footnotes. I really liked that footnotes because it was like, oh, let me make sure, you know, let me double check this because uh, I'm a responsible computer user. Um Man, isn't that going to be the weird thing? I'm a, I'm a responsible computer user. I'm double checking my sources. That's going to be an old fashioned thing. <laughs> no, it's going to be a new thing. No, it's going to be, a, you're going to have to. I, no, I'm saying the opposite. Yeah, by the it's time it's coming back. Yeah, then the next generation will be like, whatever, uh, Gen Zer. <laughs> uh, I think as these things get better, the, the advantage that we have right now is that we've been so disappointed with a lot of the devices we talk to. Mm -hmm. that a really good opportunity for things to get better and better. And then, you know, in, by the end of this decade, these things are going to be so smart and capable. We'll be like, they were, they were dumb once. And I used to feel good. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, well, well, here, I, I, I actually have an appointment I'm bumping up against. Yeah. So, so I'm going to double down okay. on, on the iOS chat GPT app. It's quite good. Andrew, did you have I will, I will take that pick too. I like it. Uh, use the share, the chat. Yeah, you got oh, the new share, share the prompt. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. I here I am the guy working on marketing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new feature. You have it. It's do a the, new feature. Do the share the chat. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the thing, the thing they did. Cool, gentlemen. It's been after. Yeah. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>